0: Take a, tail fin, a bikini babe catching a road wave. A big surprise. I'm gonna rise and flash my toothpaste. All the bugs. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I am your host, Steve Coates. This week, I am talking about Jaws 3D. Well, I didn't watch it in 3D. I just watched it in regular 2D. But, as we all know, this movie was fucking 3D when it came out. It's the 40th anniversary this year, so I really wanted to talk about this movie I mean, I haven't done a Jaws movie yet, right? So I had to. I really had to do a Jaws movie. Thinking back about this movie, it may be the first Jaws movie I saw. I don't know if I saw this one first or if I saw Jaws first, um, but I definitely saw this one before Jaws 2 because when I was growing up in a small town, we had a video store, and they had Jaws and Jaws 3... And I I don't remember if they had the fourth one or not. But they only had those two. They didn't have Jaws 2. So I was only able to watch Jaws 3. And that may have been the only one they had. Um, So I may have actually just seen Jaws 3 first. Before I even fucking saw Jaws. This movie is kind of important to me. Just in that aspect. I mean it's definitely one of the earliest fucking shark movies I've ever watched. So yeah. As I said. It's the 40th anniversary this year. So I said fuck it. Let's do Jaws 3. So... At the end, I'm going to do a little bit of trivia about the movie. Um, Before that, I mean, let's do what we uh, always do, and let's dive into this story. So it opens up the same way pretty much any Jaws movies uh, open. We're underwater. We're like a POV of the shark. And then the shark bites a fish in half, and we get the floating head coming in front of the screen. The first of what is to be many terrible uh, (laughs) 3D shots but, yeah, we'll get more into that later. But, yeah, a lot of the shots for the 3D... I'm sure most of you listening have fucking seen this movie before. If you haven't, stop what you're doing, go put on Jaws 3, watch it, and then come back. I'll wait for you. Hey, welcome back! Alright, cool. How Was it fucking awesome? Did you see how terrible the 3D shots were? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean... It is what it is. But I mean, as a kid seeing this, even though I couldn't see it in 3D, I just thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking awesome way to start off a movie. And then we get our shark attack tease when a bunch of water skiers go down in the water. Um, It's also our first time seeing uh, Leah Thompson. Uh, This is her very first feature film performance, uh, who would later go on to be in uh, movies like Back to the Future. So, yeah, it was great seeing her. So, they're trying to start the boat up. The shark's getting closer, but the boat starts up again, and they're off. And then we go to a meeting for new employees. There's a woman there, like, kind of giving them an orientation. Um, And then she's telling them that their shorts are short enough, and if they show any cheek, they'll be back shoveling french fries. (laughs) and uh, then they recite like their welcome speech or whatever and then we see a man uh with a bunch of reporters and i don't know if this is uh like calvin's assistant or publicist or whatever but anyways um he's showing off a model of the underwater complex that they have in this movie the underwater kingdom i think it's called uh then we see calvin bouchard played by lou gossett jr Just looking at the ocean through binoculars as you can hear all this media stuff going on in the background. And then we have a crew who's trying to shut a gate to SeaWorld and it gets stuck. I thought uh, first watching this presumably because the shark has blocked it, but I think that that might happen later when the guy's actually killed when he's trying to close this gate. So I, I think maybe the gate was just kind of shoddy in the first place. That's that's what I'm going to go with right now. But anyways, we go back to the guy with the model. We We can actually hear him say something to the reporters about not asking questions about Mike Brody's colorful past. This was actually the first time I noticed this. Out of all the times I've seen this movie, I this was the only time I realized that they actually made reference to the first two Jaws movies. I mean, other than the fact they talk about, like, Sean having a fear of water because of the incidents when they were kids. But, yeah, from, like, a third party, like characters who weren't in the first two um them talking about it It this first time i noticed that so calvin comes in as they're asking these questions says hey weren't the water skiers great like trying to deter them from talking about like sharks or anything shark related obviously um, and then he announces that uh, Philip Fitzroyce is coming, this douchey photographer dude. Mike tells his crew uh, to get the gate fixed. Um, you know, it's been knocked off the racks. Then Mike jet skis over to where his girlfriend Catherine is, and she's training Shamu, the whale from SeaWorld. I'm not even get. I'm not even gonna get into that. That's not what this episode's about. Tra- training or torturing, I guess, because she's riding the whales back, and like, it's it's Finn is drooped over. Ah, nope not gonna get into it so Mike and Kathy make dinner plans uh they talk about how his brother Sean is coming into town and uh Kathy feeds Shamu and uh but Shamu spares her doesn't attack her No, it's not what this is about. Then Kathy's associate comes up from behind them and uh, tells Kathy that the two dolphins that uh, we see throughout the movie, Cindy and Sandy, they won't go into the lagoon, so she tells them just to lock the gates. Presumably not going into the lagoon because there's a giant fucking shark out there. Or two sharks, I guess. Calvin is showing a news crew the Underground Kingdom, like they're kind of at the entrance, and then he's leading them all in. At that point in time, Sean arrives, meets with Mike and Kathy, and then we cut to a diver at dusk uh, going into the water to fix the gate. So he dives in, he's wrapping a chain around it and locking it. He keeps getting spooked, but like there's nothing there until there is. Then we just see like a bunch of blood and crunching, and then we see his arm floating towards the screen. I really feel like they... (sighs) I don't want to say they overdid the 3D, but they sort of overdid the 3D. And I know that this was because of, like, studio interference, but, like, not every attack has to be 3D. But I guess, uh, I guess 1983, when you advertise a 3D movie, people are going to expect a certain amount of 3D. So I guess I get that, but I don't know. Just with every fucking shot, it's a terrible 3D shot coming towards the fucking camera but i don't know whatever above the water we can see the gate rocking back and forth until it finally opens so jaws the third has now made it into the park jaws the third or jaws the fourth i don't know because there's two sharks in this movie so i don't know which one it's supposed to be i'm assuming it's supposed to be the big one that's that's what i'm gonna go with it's the big one breaking into the park now mike sean and kathy are at a bar having a few drinks the server asks Mike if she knows where her boyfriend is um he works for Mike and I'm pretty sure it's the dude who just died trying to fix the gate he was like oh he shouldn't be working or blah 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 whatever doesn't matter and then Sean goes off and plays this game called standoff where it's basically two people put their palms together and then try to knock each other down like knock each other off balance or something this is the only, I don't know if it's an American thing, I don't know if it's an 80s thing, I don't know if it's an 80s American thing, this is the only instance in any movie or anything that I've ever seen this game referenced. I'm not saying it's not real, but I'm just saying like I've never seen this anywhere else before, other than this fucking movie. So, Sean plays the game with uh, Lee Thompson, a.k.a. Kelly, And he wins by distracting her. He's like, oh, yeah, my crotch is open. And so she looks down and then he pushes her over. But he is such a gentleman and he brings her over to the table for drinks. Sean and Kelly flirt like crazy at the fucking table, like just googly eyes galore. And then we cut to two guys dressed in black. Uh, They're getting an inflatable raft out of a van. These two bumbling idiots make their way down to the fucking water and like basically their plan is to steal like coral or something and then sell it yeah so their plan is to break into sea world and steal some coral to sell it i guess there's a market a black market for coral not surprising actually come to think of it yeah i'm not even that surprised by it that tracks so the gang finishes up at the bar and then mike and kathy go walking down to the beach sean gets in kelly's car Kelly asks him if he wants to go swimming, and he says, uh, you know, I don't really swim in the ocean, and she says, okay, the lagoon then. Like, the lagoon still goes out to the ocean, is from what I understand, so, like, it's still the ocean, but whatever, I'm just, I'm being fucking nitpicky at this point. Kathy and Mike are walking down the beach, and then... She asks, like, why Sean doesn't visit more often. And then Mike says uh, it's because of the sharks. Or, sorry, the shark attacks when they were kids. And, like, this conversation is clearly for the audience. Because there's no way this hasn't fucking come up before. Like, absolutely not. You cannot tell me that after dealing with those two shark attacks when they were kids that this has not come up before there's no fucking way kathy then guesses mike got a job offer for uh some job in venezuela for a year and a half and uh, then he says he wants her to go with him but like she has her job like she's got like six months left on her job and then there's the possibility of a new job opening up so then they're like oh i'm so happy for you but oh and then you know they're like oh reality yeah reality oh no <laughs> it's so sad no one cares. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, now I can see why fucking Dennis Quaid was on fucking coke for most of this movie. <laughs> Jesus. Sean and Kelly are on the beach uh, chasing each other around. Kelly's basically stripping down into her bikini. And then she basically seduces Sean into going into the water. I mean, yeah. Well, what can I say? The power of pussy. It makes us do stupid things or shit we don't want to do or stuff we should be doing, I guess, I I don't know, (laughs) Uh, yeah, anyway, she gets him to go into the fucking water, which is huge, because, like, as uh, has been mentioned, the fucking shark attacks terrified him of the ocean, so the fact that he's in the water is pretty fucking huge, so we go back with the thieves, and they're finally where they need to be on the water, one guy dives down, and we can hear Kelly's laugh, I think, so, like, they're not... Like, super close to them, but, like, they're they're close enough. Like, they're within an earshot, I guess. So, the diver goes under, and he searches underwater with his flashlight. It, we got, like, a 3D close-up of some coral and, like, a shrimp or something on it. Like, like th- this is what they wanted to use the 3D for? Like, I feel like this was one of the shots that... Well, one of two things. This was either already originally planned in the movie as just, like, something simple without going too crazy... Or they added this in because the studio was like, yeah, we need more 3D. I don't care what it is. Give me the 3D. And then they come up with like, yeah, shrimp and coral coming out my face. That's what I want to fucking see. And then we cut to Mike and Kathy are driving home and then they spot Kelly's car. So they pull over, uh, they run out of the car, they have, like, a megaphone in their hand, and then they're hiding behind a tree, and then Mike sees Sean in the water, and he says, I can't believe she got him in the water. Kathy says something about, like, never underestimate woman. Well, what I just said earlier, for pussy. It's amazing what men will do for pussy. It's incredible. <laughs> Not that I would know anything about that. I'm a good boy. Um... <laughs> They get closer, they start pretending like they're security and telling them to get out of the water, and one of them, like, Kelly's like, oh, no, it's okay, I work here, and Sean's like, oh, my brother works here. And then Kathy grabs the megaphone from Mike and asks them if they have uh, any ID. She's like, oh, do you have any ID, you turkeys? And then Sean realizes who it is. And then there's just a big sigh of relief. and Oh, everybody's happy now. But meanwhile, not too far away, back with the thieves, there's one guy on the boat, he's looking down, and he sees the flashlight from the diver and then it goes dark. This shot was really fucking cool to me and it freaked me out as a kid. Just because it's at nighttime like, and you can just see a bit of the flashlight and then it just kind of disappears and you don't know what happened. Yeah, that part always freaked me out as a kid so this shot always stands out as like kind of one of my favorites the guy in the boat is pulled under because he's holding on to the guide rope uh, for the diver and then back over with the gang they're all playing like fucking grab ass in the water so like they don't hear any of this shit going down so yeah the divers pulled into the water the boat is uh, deflated so yeah they're fucking dead and actually, come to think of it, I'm not even entirely sure if we ever see their bodies again, or... Yeah, because most time in a Jaws movie, like, when somebody's attacked, like, we see their bodies, or we hear it mentioned earlier, but I kind of feel like these two um, aren't mentioned again, or maybe it's something so brief that it doesn't matter, and I missed it. The next morning, Sean is sitting at a uh, table, drinking coffee. He looks fucking hungover over shit. Kathy and Mike are getting coffee... And feeding their adorable dog. It looks like a fucking baby basset hound. They're like holding its ears up while it's trying to eat. So fucking cute. It's the only time we really see this dog. I wonder what happens with this dog when they're at work. What do they do with it? Oh, man. Thinking too much about the dogs again. Kathy leaves uh, to go to work. And uh, Mike and Sean just kind of chat at the table. Just shoot the shit. Doesn't matter. Mike gets a phone call. And it's Calvin asking about the gate. And yeah, this is the gate that was supposed to be fixed. But then the dude got eaten by a shark. So he didn't really get to fucking fix it properly can't really blame him at SeaWorld, kathy is training the two dolphins and then behind her uh philip fitzroyce makes a snarky comment about the dolphins performance and uh then philip says he wants to talk to someone with authority and kathy says well you know i'm the senior biologist and then kathy talks about um how they've met before and she tells a story that he told at the time where um he rammed a japanese whaler and he says oh well it ruined my shot and got in my way. <laughs> so, I mean, kind of a baller move, I guess. He's he's kind of a douchebag, but he's also, like, kind of helpful in this movie. He kind of, like, rides that line a little bit, this Philip Fitzroy. I feel like that if they wanted him to be a bigger asshole, they could have done a better job, but... I don't know it's fine philip asks kathy to dinner and she says uh, that's an activity she doesn't do okay (laughs) um mike is doing some work when the server from last night throws like a bunch of clothes and shit at him and says something about like if shelby doesn't come back home then he could stay out mike says like well he didn't show up to work either like if he didn't show home like you know maybe something's wrong or then like kathy walks over and asks what's wrong they speculate he's probably passed out drunk somewhere so they tell her "Ah, oh, you know we'll go look for him and so they start to walk away and then kathy and mike walk off and mike whispers to kelly uh or whispers to kathy sorry uh i'm gonna go check the lagoon so yeah they already uh suspect that something terrible has happened to him but they kind of think that like he probably got drunk and did something stupid not that he was attacked by a uh, ginormous shark <laughs> and as they're walking away the waitress yells. Uh, I'm mad at him, but I don't mean him no harm, you hear? I don't mean him no harm. (laughs) So she's so fucking pissed at this guy, but then, like, she doesn't want him to, like, be hurt or anything. But, like, why wouldn't you, like, kind of ask this first? Like, oh, okay, he didn't come home. Like, is he hurt? I guess maybe he has a history of, like, not coming home and being drunk and a douchebag. Yeah, alright, I, I can see where she's coming from, never mind. <laughs> so then we see Mike and Kathy are suited in scuba gear, and they get into a submersible to check the lagoon for uh, Shelby. And then we get some awful 3D effect shots here of the fucking sub underwater. It's just a disaster. Um, I, I'm not going to go too much into the 3D effects in this episode. There might be an episode coming uh, later on where I'm going to talk about the 3d effects of jaws three. So I'm not going to get too much into it here. Other than a lot of it looks like fucking garbage. Um, but there's, there's reasons why Mike talks about Shelby breaking the rules by diving alone. And like, which I didn't even fucking think about, like, that's such a good point. Like he was diving alone, trying to fix this gate. So for one, like where did all of his fucking coworkers go when he was doing this? Like should not one of them stepped up and said like, Hey, don't dive alone. That's stupid. No, they all apparently just fucking left, went home, and made him do it. Like, fucking assholes, man. <laughs> and then Mike and Kathy uh, start talking about, like, where he could have ended up. Um, and then we get a dead body fake out, uh, but it's just a skeleton they put down there for this fake uh, Spanish galleon they have called Oscar. He's, like, like waving. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they decide to check out the sunken Spanish galleon. Uh, The dolphins keep trying to get in their way, like, clearly trying to warn them that, like, hey, there's a fucking shark in here. Get the fuck out. Dolphins are so intelligent, and I hear so many stories of this. Like, if I'm ever in the ocean, and granted, I don't live near the ocean, nor do I go swimming in the ocean a lot, but if I see dolphins warning me or, like, pushing me away from something, I'm going to fucking listen. (laughs) I'm just saying. So then as they're swimming and searching around the galleon... They finally spot the fucking shark and the dolphins come in and save uh, the day by uh, giving them a ride back to the dock. So like they literally grab on to the dolphins uh, fins and they basically uh, drag them back to the fucking dock. They get back up on the dock. They immediately yell for the gate to be closed. One of the workers closes the gate and the shark rams into it. Calvin is informed of the shark and he takes uh, Fitzroyce and his helper Jack to-, to see Kathy and Mike on the docks. Kathy tells Calvin it's a great white, about ten feet long. Uh, they show Calvin where it rammed into the gate, and it's all like fucking dented. And then Fitzroy's proposes they kill the shark on camera for some publicity. Kathy chimes in and says no, like, and suggests like they capture the shark and keep it for captivity, or like if it's in your fucking park, capture it, get it out of your fucking park, and then move on with your life. Like, what are you doing? Oh my god idiots even at this point like no great whites have been held in captivity because they fucking die which spoiler alert is what happens in this movie oh it's it's such a simple solution to just get the shark put it back in the ocean like just get it out of the park and that's it that's all they had to do no so you know what this is all fucking kathy's fault kathy (laughs) you fucking killed everybody in this park god damn it no, it's not Kathy's fault. There's a giant fucking shark in here too and apparently they're just super, super aggressive and I want to kill the Brodies for some reason. Although they're not psychic in this movie yet, but I mean, come on. Third time, something's up. <laughs> Mike objects, obviously, because of his past experiences with great white sharks. Um, Fitzroy tells Calvin, like, they die magnificently on camera, which, ugh, douche, like, come on. Kathy then says, you know, they can make a lot of money, because they can get a lot of publicity, because, like, like, okay, you kill the shark, boom, it's done, it's over, but if you capture the shark, then, like, you can, you know, do progress updates, and blah, 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 so, like, yeah, basically, they're gonna capture this fucking thing, and they will be the first people to have a great white in captivity. Fuck you, SeaWorld. Get bent. (laughs) So they get ready at night. Fitzroy, Jack, and Kathy are all going into the water. So they're going to capture it. Fitzroy puts on some grenades on his belt. I thought he said something about getting them from England. But, like, how the fuck did he get them in the country? Like, how did he travel... How does he travel with grenades? I mean, did... Uh, I know it's 1983 America, but, like, was he really able to just come into the country with, like, fucking homemade grenades on him? That's concerning. That is fucking concerning as shit. God damn it. So, yeah, like, they all object to him, like, having these fucking grenades, and then Calvin finally chimes in and says, No grenades. They get on a boat into the lagoon and dive in. The three divers go in, and they wait for the shark. They're searching around, and the shark comes up from behind Kathy and grabs her tanks and shakes her around, This was actually another, um, moment that I actually found to be, like, a little bit scary as a kid, because we get a decent shark, uh, a decent shot of, like, a practical shark, so that was pretty good. But, like, somehow all three of them missed this shark coming in. Like, three of them doing, like, a 360 check, and not one of them saw it. Like, they had lights Shining down from the boat into the water so they can fucking see. Like, and not one of them saw it. Useless. Absolutely useless. Kathy gets loose. She goes to the surface and tells Mike to shoot it. So he's there with a uh, spear gun, I guess. He shoots it in the fin. And then, you know, of course, the fucking arrow is a 3D shot coming towards the camera. Because, of course, it is. Well, very much like uh, Friday the 13th Part 3. (laughs) So yeah, he shoots this, uh, shark, in the fin with a buoy attached, and then Kathy manages to stab it with a dart and knocks it out. Calvin asks, like, how the footage is, and then Mike responds with, uh, everyone's fine, uh, I'm okay, Kathy's okay, like, he goes by everybody's name, like, one by one, and then, like, fucking Calvin asks, but is the footage okay? And then Fitzroy assures him it's good. And then Calvin asks if everyone's okay. And he's like, it looked pretty dangerous from down here or up here or whatever. And then they all laugh and are like, yeah, it sure was. And then Mike's like, yeah, it looked dangerous from down here too. (laughs) Idiots. He doesn't give a shit about his employees. Motherfucker. If I worked for this guy, I would be done already. Like, he does not give a shit about anybody's safety. Like, fuck you. (laughs) So, now they've got the shark inside. They lower the shark into a tank. Kathy and her assistant Liz start moving the shark around the pool and then they go up to some... They put, like, some tube in its mouth or some hose to get, like, water or oxygen running through it or something. Mike comes in, decides to jump in the pool and help Kathy out. After a while, the shark starts, like, thrashing around and then swimming on its own. I'm not sure what they used for this. I... I'm guessing they used a practical shark. I don't think it was a real shark or anything like that, but uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, Maybe when I do more research for another episode, I'll uh, find more of that out. Yeah, so the shark is swimming on its own. Kathy tells everyone, like, no medications, no food. This is the first great white in captivity that's been kept alive, so, like, let's keep it that way. I mean, I appreciate that she's at least trying to keep the fucking thing alive, but, again, put it back. Put it back in the ocean where he found it. Just leave it. (laughs) What the fuck? It's opening day. Mike and someone else are discussing where else uh, Shelby's body could be. And Calvin walks over. And they talk about the fucking filtration pipes because they're super important later on in this movie. And I think this is probably like the second or third time they've mentioned these pipes. So yeah, these pipes are going to come into play at some point in case you haven't fucking figured that out yet. And then Calvin's assistant or whoever... Uh, the guy who I think may be the publicist or something, he comes over and tells Calvin about the ticket sales and, like, they're better than they anticipated and then Calvin asks, like, where the shark is and he tells him, like, it's still in the tank, it's not ready for display yet, and then Calvin says ah, do it anyways, like ah oh, fuckface, fuck you like, it's not ready, it's opening day, like, don't like, wouldn't you want to tease people to attract them to come back another time like why uh calvin is an idiot <laughs> everybody in this movie is an idiot just like always <laughs> Fuck's sakes and then we finally get a look at the underwater tunnel and the underwater kingdom which looks super cool this uh was entirely a set this doesn't actually or didn't actually exist in SeaWorld, but it is super fucking cool looking and i do wish something like this uh was near me because it would be so fucking cool to go into mike and kathy are talking by a pool while kathy feeds a dolphin they sort of talk about mike's job offer and uh then mike is called away Uh, kathy's there feeding the dolphin and then she overhears on the loudspeaker that the shark is being displayed so she runs over and she protests like you know what the fuck is going on here and then of course the shark goes belly up They have this shark in, like, an oversized fucking kiddie pool is what this looked like. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, Calvin wants people to be so fucking proud of this, and they're like, ah, fucking throw it in a pool in the middle of the aisle here. Like, it's fine. Like, oh, my God. No wonder it died. Like, uh, And then everybody's, like, sad afterwards. Like, one of the most iconic moments that a lot of people talk about is, like, when the shark dies, like, you hear the baby cry. And, yeah, like, the this was actually a really good fucking scene it just again put it back in the fucking ocean you stupid twats (laughs) jesus um yeah i mean kathy tried to save it but it dies now we're back at the underwater kingdom the visitors are looking out the windows into the water and then we see shelby's body float in front of one of the windows a bunch of people fucking scream Mike and Kathy go to see the body to make sure it was a shark attack and to make sure it's Shelby. Mike uncovers the body first. He looks at it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Shelby. And then Kathy comes over and like the both of the men there are like, no, no, you don't need to see this. And like one, she's a fucking marine biologist. Seeing and studying shark attacks is something she's seen and done before. So it's fine. Like, Mike is the one who is grossed out more than anything. So, oh my god, this is just so stupid. So then Kathy fully uncovers what's left of the body, and, like, she freaks the fuck out. Mike is also freaked out, so they immediately start running to go find Calvin and tell him. Calvin gets a phone call. He's at dinner with uh, Fitzroyce and Jack, and he gets a call about one of the filtration pipes, and then he's like, ah, shut one down and turn the other one on, which is... What lets the fucking shark in? Because, again, this is a fucking, like, manager that has no idea what they're doing and are making decisions based on nothing. Am I projecting? Yes. (laughs) Um, Kathy and Mike find Calvin and tell him and Fitzroy about the massive fucking bite radius. And then she says the shark they captured still had its teeth, so it was a baby. And the shark that killed Shelby was its mother. Now, I have some fucking questions here. How does she know that? Yes, the shark is a... They say it's a baby, but it's 10 feet long, which is way too long for a a quote-unquote baby fucking great white shark. Like, yes, Shelby was killed by a bigger shark, but that doesn't mean they're fucking family. Like, this isn't Fast and Furious. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) fuck's sakes. And they can't tell me the shark was born in the park. Because, as I said, this is too big of a shark to be a baby shark So like no I'm sorry I don't fucking buy it For one goddamn second And then This is when the shark Starts swimming past the windows showing everyone its pearly white fucking teeth <laughs> like it like it just stops in front of the windows and it's like hello <laughs> fuck sakes um, but yeah now Calvin believes <laughs> uh, so he calls and tells someone to seal the park um, this whole time while this has been going on Sean and Kelly have been playing uh, bumper boating this whole time which looks fun as fucking hell if you don't know what bumper boating is or for some reason you haven't seen this movie first of all um fix your life um (laughs) second of all bumper boating is like bumper cars but with little tiny boats that just sounds so much fucking fun i've never done it before and now it's all i want to do after rewatching this movie they share a boat and like sean is super less than enthused about this we're back with mike he steals a golf cart and drives off fitzroy and jack go to the beach and try to get everyone out of the water but like kind of violently (laughs) like jack is just like pulling people and like throwing them I'm just like dude like let them run out of the water it's okay you, like there's no need for this Mike jumps on stage where they're like there's water skiers going in the water and there's a stage uh, on land where they're like hey look at this look at that nah. Uh so Mike jumps on stage and he tries to get the water skiers to come in one of the skiers sees the shark fin a few of the skiers actually make it to shore another group is hunted down by the shark one girl sees it freaks the fuck out, ends up knocking everyone else over. I think all of them survive somehow, but ugh, I Like, how? How? Oh, I know how, because next, Sean and Kelly are knocked off their bumper boat, and then Kelly is attacked by the shark. The shark lets her go, Sean swims over as uh, Fitzroy swims her back to shore. So, like, yeah, because it was going after Sean, I guess. That's what I'm going with, because there's no other reason... That it shouldn't have eaten all these fucking water skiers if it's this aggressive. Like, madness. Madness. (laughs) Kathy closes the gate to the lagoon or wherever, even though the dolphins are still out of the gate. I don't fully understand where all of these gates go or don't go. Kathy closes the gate, the dolphins aren't in where they're supposed to be. That's all I know. (laughs) So Calvin makes an announcement and he asks all visitors to leave the park. Everyone in the underground, or underwater kingdom, sorry, follow their guides to the nearest exit. One dude in the tunnel does the thing that one guy always does and says, What? Where's the nearest exit? We're underwater. Yeah, you're underwater. How did you get there? Did you come in through an entrance, maybe? You fucking idiot. Jesus. One guide is leading a group out and a little girl spots the shark and then everyone flips out she's like, daddy, look at the, sh- look at the fish. I'm like, yeah, that's a big fucking fish. <laughs> yeah. Everyone flips out, starts running. The shark rams into the tunnel and then the group gets trapped in a sealed up room. Calvin's assistant, or again, publicist, whoever, um, is telling the reporter some bullshit story about why the park is closed. Like, oh yeah, one of the tunnels failed, blah, blah, blah. Um, failing to mention the uh, ginormous 35 foot, fucking great white shark which is like megalodon sized fucking shark at this point fitzroyce and jack plan to go into the filtration tunnel and take care of the shark while mike welds the tunnels back up so the people trapped can escape calvin and kathy go to the control room i think i missed it but if i remember right sean went in the ambulance with kelly so he's away and still alive jack and fitzroy Get into the tunnel as Mike gets ready to dive down and weld the tunnels. So Jack and Fitzroy start uh, like banging and hitting the side of the filtration pipe to get the shark's attention, and it's working. Uh, the shark swims into the filtration tunnel as like Fitzroy's photographs it coming towards him. They close the gate on the tunnel, so now it's trapped inside. But the rope that Fitzroy is using to pull himself, let's go. This dude's supposed to be a professional, and his fucking rope. Comes loose. Oh my god! Just tie more than one knot so this shit doesn't happen. This is a life or death situation, and you tied like one shitty fucking knot. Oh my god! So Fitzroyce ends up in the shark's mouth. As he is, he tries to set off his grenade, but then we see blood coming from the shark's mouth. Uh, so he's dead. <laughs> in the control room, Kathy puts on scuba gear to go watch Mike's back, which uh, does end up being really fucking helpful. Jack gets back to the dock and they realize uh isn't back yet and that he's probably dead because they look in the tunnel. They don't see anything. So yeah, this is where Jack realizes he's fucking dead. And then the shark uh, shakes its fucking tail feather uh, trying to break the gate. Uh, spoiler, it does. Yeah, it just waves its fucking uh, fins around and just breaks the gate open. Magic. It's a magic shark. (laughs) Calvin sees the shark escaping, and he radios for the boat to get Mike back up, but their fucking signal rope isn't working. People and ropes in this movie do not fucking mix, because nobody knows how to use any of this shit, apparently. It's fucking SeaWorld Like you would think that the, the people here Would be better with the stuff With the sea and the knots And the fucking scuba and, ugh. But no, I blame Calvin Because he's a shitty fucking boss So the shark creeps up behind Kathy and Mike uh, Luckily Kathy sees it in time They magically evade this shark though Because like it's so fucking close to them There's no way That it didn't eat them Like no, no fucking way Of course, the dolphins come in and interfere and they piss off the shark and they even ram into it a few times. Like, they ram into its fucking gills. And, again, how does the shark not get the dolphin, like, at least one of the dolphins? I'm, like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad the dolphins live, but, like, realistically, one of them probably should have died. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. That's just my opinion, though. So, Kathy and Mike swim their way back to the control room. After they get in, Mike tells them uh, the tunnel is sealed, so the trap Uh, group can get out and they all live happily ever after and then we get the iconically bad shot of the shark swimming into the glass with the god-awful slow motion and then the shark comes to a complete stop. Fuck off like it's so bad. As a kid though seeing the shark like, just coming towards the glass was terrifying to me. Like, watching it now, it's funny because it's so fucking bad. But as a kid, like, this was actually one of those shots that scared me. And <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Oh my god. So the shark gets one of the technicians. I really wish it had gotten Calvin, but he actually manages to save, like, one of the other people there and they escape. Yeah, I'm super surprised. Calvin lived to be honest because, like, he made a lot of really shitty decisions in this movie. But it's also fine because I do like Lou Gossett Jr., so seeing him survive is fine, I guess. (laughs) Kathy and Mike put their tanks back on and they spot Fitzroyce in the shark's mouth, uh, still holding the grenade. Mike uses a metal rod to reach in its mouth and pull the pin. They swim off behind some equipment to safety. And we get blood and viscera from the shark explosion. And then, of course, we get the 3D jaws right in front of the screen. Not the word, like actual shark teeth, like the actual jaws of the shark. (laughs) Mike and Kathy swim up to the surface, successfully murdering the giant shark... And then Kathy immediately asks about the dolphins. And of course, they're fine. And they start doing synchronized swimming around them because they're good dolphins and they know what happens to bad dolphins if they don't perform at SeaWorld. We freeze frame and roll credits. And that is Jaws 3 in all its three-dimensional glory. Uh, Like I said earlier, this was either the first or second Jaws movie that I saw. So it has like a special place for me. Again, I can never defend this movie and say it's a good movie to anybody. I do think that if this had not been a Jaws movie and just had been marketed as like SeaWorld Shark Attack or SeaWorld Massacre or something like that, it may have been received better and have a uh, more of a cult following maybe. Um, but I think because Jaws is in the title, that has a lot to do with how people view it. Talking about uh, favorite kill here, like while we don't actually see much, I found the creepiest kill uh, to be the Thieves' uh, death when he's underwater with the flashlight. Like, because I talked about how that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something haunting about that. So I think that's probably my favorite kill in this movie. There's gorier ones where you see blood and whatnot, but I don't know. There's just something always about. There's just something about that one that's always like stuck in my head. The like, listen, we all know the cons of this movie. The dialogue is terrible. Some of the acting is terrible. Um, but, I mean, pros. it's an interesting concept. I liked the actors. It was Leah Thompson's first uh, feature film, uh, which is great because then we got to see her in Back to the Future, which is all-time childhood favorite of mine. So, very excited about that, seeing her. So, I because it's the 40th anniversary, I want to just give some, like, fun trivia I found either on Wikipedia or IMDb and so the first one up I mentioned it earlier Dennis Quaid stated in a 2015 interview that of all of his films he made the most aggressive use of cocaine during the filming of Jaws 3D and that he was high on the drug in every frame in which he appears fucking wild (laughs) so yeah so Dennis Quaid played Mike Brody in case you didn't know um That's just fucking wild, that he's just on coke the whole time. I mean, I guess he was just like, ugh, I'm gonna need something to get through this fucking movie, so... Uh, But it was also the 80s, so it's not really that surprising, is it, right? Variety calls it tepid, and suggests that Alves fails to linger long enough on the Great White, It has 11% Rotten rating at Rotten Tomatoes based on 36 reviews with an average rating of 3.5 out of 10. I have to say, I think that's a little low. I think I'm going to say that this should be at least a 5 out of 10. I'm not going outrageous. I think it's fun enough that it deserves a 5. But that's just me. This next fact, though, is awesome. So if you didn't know this, Jaws 3 was originally pitched as a spoof uh, based on a suggestion by Maddie Simmons and John Hughes titled National Lampoon's Jaws 3 People Zero. It was about a movie studio trying to make a second sequel to Jaws. It opened up with author Peter Benchley being eaten in his pool by a shark. It included a naked Bo Derek and shark costumed aliens. Joe Dante was attached as director Steven Spielberg rejected the idea and threatened to walk from his deal with Universal. When, uh, Zanuck, uh, so Richard D. Zanuck and David Brown, uh, learned of the rejection, they quit the studio. (laughs) Um, I understand why Spielberg didn't want that to happen. However, reading that fucking description, holy shit, how fucking awesome (laughs) would that movie have been? Holy Fuck. I would have loved to have seen that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Peter Benchley gets eaten by a shark in his pool. This would have been, like, one of the earliest, like, shark parody movies, really. It's amazing that the movie that they ended up making is actually just more of a parody of itself than anything. But, yeah, that's just fucking crazy. And then, for the last and final piece of fun little trivia, in one of the remade shots, when the shark explodes... Some of the entrails that fly out of the screen in 3D are actually a brown leather E.T. doll. (laughs) I just really like that because, I mean, again, Spielberg and also E.T. was just a childhood favorite of mine, so that was just something really cool to read. But that was Jaws 3, directed by Joe Alves, who I believe never directed another movie after this. Oh, poor Joe. But as I mentioned, I might be doing another episode on Jaws 3 just from a different uh, perspective, if you will. But for now, that was Jaws 3. Thank you guys so much for all your love and support. Uh, We just reached over a 1,000 downloads, so thank you so much for that. As always, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Slasher, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. Go to BucketofChumPodcast.com for blog updates, donation button, and I will see you guys next time on a brand new episode of Bucket of Chum.